All right, so we are back again after our last podcast. Um, Zavin and I enjoyed it so much that we decided that we wanted to go ahead and read a couple books on the podcast itself, uh, specifically a couple ones that we talked about. And we're going to start with Charlie. (laughs) Yep, Charlie the Ranch Dog by Ree Drummond. And we're just going to do a quick audio of it, and we hope you guys enjoy. So here we go. Charlie the Ranch Dog by Ree Drummond. Charlie the Ranch Dog. (laughs) Ree Drummond. There it is again. Charlie the Ranch Dog. Ree Drummond. There's a few title pages here. And then here we go. Oh, hello. My name is Charlie, and I live in the country. I'm a ranch dog. This is Susie. She's my best friend. We sure don't look much alike, do we? Susie unfortunately doesn't have the paws that I have, or the droopy eyes. They kind of look alike because, look. They do, huh? They have the same markings. That's funny. And they have the same eyeballs. Yeah. Or the floppy skin, or the big dangly ears. Susie's ears don't dangle. And they have the same nose. They do, huh? But one's kind of smaller. One's smaller, yep. Susie's a smaller, huh? Susie's ears don't dangle. Never have, never will. I try not to hold that against her. But then again, Susie sure can run and dig and jump. Boing! I've never been much of a jumper. (laughs) Believe me, I've tried and tried and tried and tried. The old legs just don't work that way. But all that stuff doesn't really matter anyway, because tall or short, slow or fast, tiny ears or floppy ears, there's plenty of work around here for the both of us. The first thing we do every day is get out of bed early, too early, dark early. I'd better go wake up Susie. She's never been much of a morning dog. Well, I guess she was a morning dog today. There's a first time for everything, I suppose. She's always a morning dog. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing I have to do is chase Daisy, the cow, out of the yard. Daisy knows she's not supposed to be in the yard. This is a beautiful name for the, for the white cow. It is a perfect name for her, huh? Perfect. Some cows never listen. Oh, well, I guess I'll let Susie go ahead and do it this time. I like to give her a chance to shine every now and then. It's the kind of dog I am. <laughs> Susie beat him to it, huh? <laughs> Alrighty, now that Daisy's under control, it's time for me to sniff the porch steps. I've got to keep all these critters out of here. Sniffing the porch steps is hard work. Up and down, up and down. Yep, all clear down there. It's a good thing I'm here to keep the critters away. Look at Susie, she's chasing a critter over here. (laughs) After the porch steps are good and sniffed, I like to stop and have my breakfast. I can't be expected to do all this work on an empty stomach. (laughs) Yum. Breakfast is my life. After breakfast, I usually go help Mama in her vegetable garden. Mama loves her garden. I don't really understand all the fuss. I'd prefer a bacon garden myself. <laughs> but I'd go ahead and lend a hand anyway. 
Um, the only way you make food, Charlie, is out of bacon. You have to make it with pig. Yeah, exactly. You can't grow bacon, can you? <laughs> Silly Charlie. It sure is a good thing that Mama has me to help her. There's no way she'd get it all done without me. Ugh, it isn't even lunchtime yet, and I've already worked harder than most dogs out there. I think I'll just sit down and rest for a minute. I think I'll just... just... Huh? What a miss. Oh, I must have accidentally closed my eyes for a few seconds. Well, I uh, better get back to work. Work, after all, is what I do best. I have cattle to round up. Oh, he's sleeping again. Fences to fix and fish to catch. I'm known for my expert fishing skills. He's sitting there with a froggy on his head. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Eventually, we make our way back to the house. Susie's ready to eat lunch by then. I usually go ahead and eat, too. I wouldn't want Susie to have to dine alone. <laughs> After lunch, Susie likes to lie down and take her afternoon nap. I usually go ahead and lie down, too. I wouldn't want Susie to have to nap by herself. <laughs> what did I miss? Oh, I must have accidentally closed my eyes for a few seconds. Again. <laughs> What? Huh? Hello? Where'd everybody go? Rats. I guess they went back to work without me. Nothing else to do but take another nap, I guess. <laughs> wait, wait, what's that? Methinks I hear the sounds of approaching beast. <gasps> Daisy, no! Whew, that was a close call. Sure is a good thing I decided to stay home. There's no telling what would have happened if I hadn't been there. <laughs> he had to chase the cows out because the cows came back, huh? Yeah. Oh, now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll lie down and rest for another minute. I've had a long, hard day of work. I just hope Susie remembers to wake me up in time for dinner. Shh. That old Charlie, the lazy old ranch dog, isn't wait, wait, wait. he? <laughs> what does that say? That is a recipe on the back page of this book, and it's the Pioneer's Woman, or the Pioneer Woman's and Charlie's favorite lasagna. So the author, Reed Drummond, included her favorite lasagna. Well, her and Charlie's favorite lasagna. And that looks like a pretty good recipe. We should try that sometime. We could supplement the um, the ground beef for the uh, the garden. That'd be pretty good, huh? Make our own vegan lasagna. That'd be kind of delicious. But that's that. That there was Charlie the Ranch Dog by Reed Drummond. And that is one of our favorites. Zaven and I have read that multiple, multiple times. So we hope you enjoyed. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Now we're going to read The Lost Cat. Yes, sir. We are back again. Yeah. And Zaven chose to read The Lost Cat by C. Roger Mader for this particular recording. This is another good book that we've read quite a few times. Um, it's one that we accidentally kept from the local library, a.k.a. bookstore, that we like to borrow slash buy books from. 
because we sometimes accidentally don't return them. And this is one of those lucky finds. And we really like this one, so we would like to share it with you. And here we go. Lost Cat. Good. Lost Cat. All right. Ever since Slipper was a tiny kitten, she lived with a little old lady in a little old house in a little old town. That rhymes. Mm-hmm. Slipper was well cared for, tasty food, a brushing every day, and a little rug to sleep on right beside the lady's bed, next to the fluffy slippers that she loved so much. Life was good. One day, Miss Fluffy Slippers moved to live with her daughter and family. Moving day was hectic. In the commotion, everyone forgot the cat. Slipper chased the moving van for miles and miles. Finally, she got tired. She slowed down and she lost the trail. When Miss Fluffy Slippers realized that Slipper was not in the car, they raced back to the empty house. But the cat was gone. The cat was lost. <laughs> Slipper spent a cold night all alone. She had tried her best to find Miss Fluffy Slippers, but now she would have to look for someone new to adopt. Miss Muddy Boots was near the road when Slipper passed by. Oh, hi, kitty, she said, offering Slipper a fish. Slipper had not quite finished eating when a dog charged out of the yard. She quickly jumped to safety. She could have adopted the woman, but the dog? Mm, never. Miss Iron Shoes came clop, clop, clopping along the road. The rider asked Slipper if she would like a lift. But Slipper took one look at the horse's hooves, thought about her own soft little paws, and skedaddled. She didn't want to get her paws crushed by the big horsey, huh? Nope. Mr. Cowboy Boots was downing a lemonade when he invited Slipper to ride in his truck. But with the smell and all the noise, Slipper meowed, Meow, no thanks. And she continued on her search. High Tops jumped from behind a bush and yelled, I'm taking you home! Slipper felt a flash of fear, and in a heartbeat, she ran. High Tops must be a kiddo, huh? She got scared of the kid. <laughs> she was like, oh no. Mr. Big Boots arrived with a roar. He scooped Slipper up, scratched her ears, and put her in his saddlebag. After a fast and scary ride, they screeched to a stop at a red light. They were in a town, so she hopped out. Mr. Big Boots was riding a what? Motorcycle. A big motorcycle, huh? Yeah. Kind of one of my favorite motorcycles. Yeah, I like that too. Crouching under a mailbox. Yeah, because they're really, really old. They are, yep. You want me to tell you how old that one is? How old? 250 years old. That's an old motorcycle. My yeah, gosh. that's how old all of those motorcycles are. Yeah, I like those ones. It's not the dirt bikes because they're actually 15 too. Yeah. 15. Mm. That's not that bad. So Slipper watched the people passing by when she caught a glimpse of a pair of shiny shoes. She knew she had to follow them. 
When Miss Shiny Shoes arrived home, Slipper looked up at her and meowed sweetly. Meow, may I adopt you? The girl opened the door and they walked into the house together. Oh, look at her on her back. Rub my belly. <laughs> this home had a family, and Slipper felt so safe and comfy that she decided to adopt them all. Miss Shiny Shoes led her down the hallway. At the bedroom door, she said, Grandma, look who followed me home. Oh, it's her lady. She found her grandma again. Look at with the fluffy slippers. Oh, that night, Slipper slept on the same old rug by the same old bed, snuggled up with the same old slippers. Life was good. The end. So the cat started out lost from the grandma, and she ended up venturing all the way to the new town and found her grandma again. It was meant to be. We didn't read that whole thing, did we? What a sweet story. Uh, we've read it before, but it's been a while. I forgot that that's how it ended. Mm. Well, that was that. That was The Lost Cat by C. Roger Mater. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye. All right. And we're back again. And with this one, we are going to be reading the... Gingerbread Man. Loose in the School. Loose in the School. By Laura Murray. Laura Murray? Marie, 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 Marie. We've we've had this one for a while, and this is one of our favorite go-tos. Yeah, we actually bought this. Yes, we bought this one. Actually bought it. (laughs) Not kept it from the library on this one. And this one's a really fun, really fun, action-packed adventure and a lot of rhyming in it, which is great. So we always enjoy this one and uh, hope you enjoy it too. So here we go. The Gingerbread Man, Loose in the... Good. By Lucy. Lucy and the schoolie. (laughs) All right. Lucy and the schoolie. I began in a bowl. I was not yet myself. Just a list of ingredients pulled from a shelf. Chosen by children who measured and mixed my smooth spicy batter while sneaking quick licks. Yummy. A sprinkle of ginger, some cinnamon too, molasses, soft butter, and eggs as my glue. Then in their classroom, the children began to roll me and mold me to look like a man. They added some sweets to make me complete, and I baked on a pan in the warm oven heat. Ooh, it's pretty toasty in here. I heard a small ding, and they pulled out the pan. Finally, I thought, I'm a gingerbread man. The teacher called recess. The class jumped in line. They raced out the door, but they left me behind. I popped off the pan yelling, please take me too. I want to be part of the class just like you. I'll run and I'll run as fast as I can. I can catch them. I'm their gingerbread man. Bouncing and bounding my way down the hall, I rounded the corner and I spotted a ball. It rolled up so fast I had no time to hide. Then, flat as a pancake, I stuck to its side. The coach picked it up, picked it up, and I started to bounce. There's somebody down here, I had to announce. Oh, who's that? He said, stopping. Well, let's have a looky. He jumped when he saw me. Oh, good grief, it's a cookie. 
I'm the gingerbread man, and I'm trying to find the children who made me but left me behind. Oh, your class passed the gym a few minutes ago. Run fast, and you'll catch them. Oh, no, where's your toe? Oh. My toe! It came off. Oh, now what should I do? Go straight down the hall, and the nurse can help you. I'll limp and I'll limp as fast as I can. I can catch them. I'm their gingerbread man. <laughs> I picked up my toe and I hopped down the hall, then into a room that was tiny and small. The nurse came right over and she squatted down low. I pointed and showed her my broken off toe. Oh, poor little guy. You're quite a tough cookie. We'll fix you like new. I grinned and I said, thanks. I'm a smart cookie too. You certainly are if you found your way here. And what a brave face, not one single tear. She fixed up my toe with a small dab of glue, then reached for a bandage and stuck that on too. I'm the gingerbread man and I'm trying to find the children who made me but left me behind. Oh, your class turned the corner just minutes ago. Try asking the art teacher, maybe he'll know. He's right down the stairs. You can take a quick ride. Just hop on the handrail. It makes a great slide. I'll slide and I'll slide as fast as I can. I can catch them. I'm their gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. With spectacular speed, I slid to the floor and bounded right in through a large wooden door. I leapt for a table. Wee! Landed inside a brown paper bag with its top open wide. Whoop! I plopped on a sandwich and chips with a crunch. Oh no, I cried out. I'm in someone's lunch. I tried to climb out and I spied two big eyes. They peered in the bag with a look of surprise. Oh, I'm the art teacher here, he said with a grin. This is my lunch bag. So glad you dropped in. I'm the gingerbread man and I'm trying to find the children who made me but... Left me behind. <laughs> Your class passed the art room just minutes ago. You might ask the principal. Maybe she'll know. I leapt from the table and I waved and I said, Thanks for not taking a bite of my head. I'll skip and I'll skip as fast as I can. I can catch them. I'm their gingerbread man. Gingerbread man. I passed through an office, slipped under a door, and discovered a room I had yet to explore. I jumped on a desk, then I leapt to a chair. It started to spin, and I twirled through the air. Whee! Despite feeling dizzy, I jumped up for more, but froze when I saw someone peek in the door. Hi, I'm Principal Peacock, she said, stepping in. Principal this is... Peacock? <laughs> this is my chair you just took for a spin. Oh, I'm the gingerbread man, and I'm trying to find the children who made me, but... Left me behind. The children you mentioned just left you to cool. They're hanging their posters of you through the school. Oh, look at all the missing posters. His classroom's trying to find him. And there on the wall was a drawing of me. The poster said, missing from room 23. If found, please return him as soon as you can. We think he is lost. He's our... Gingerbread man. I jumped in her hand. Can you show me the way? We rushed to my classroom to shouts of, Hooray! 
The class said, we missed you. We want you to stay and be our new friend. Please don't run away. We made you a gingerbread desk and a chair and a house all your own. It is cozy in there. You're part of our class now. You're where you belong. Next time we go out, we'll take you along. I felt right at home here. I liked my new place. I looked out the window, a smile on my face. I ran and I ran as fast as I could. I finally found them. I knew that I would. The end. Don't, don't answer, okay? That was a good one. That's one of our favorites. Thanks for listening. And we're back. This time we are reading a gold star for Zog. This is one of our favorites that we mentioned in our very first podcast by one of our favorite authors. R. Julia Julia Donaldson. Donaldson. Yep. And this one in particular is one, another book that we accidentally kept from the library, aka bought from the library. Um, And this is one of our favorites along with Room on the Broom. So here we are. We're going to read A Gold Star for Zog. Yeah, and I'm just holding the gingerbread man one. We just did it. We just finished it, and he's balancing it on his hand like a rock star. One finger. One finger. All right, here we go. A Gold Star for Zog by Julia Donaldson. Good. Madam Dragon ran a school many moons ago. She taught young dragons all the things that dragons need to know. Zog, the biggest dragon, was the keenest one by far. He tried his hardest every day to win a golden star. All the dragons in year one were learning how to fly. Hi, said Madam Dragon, way up in the sky. Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own, and you'll all be expert flyers by the time you're fully grown. Zog went off to practice, flying fast and free. He swore and swooped, he looped the loop, and then crashed. Into a tree. (laughs) Good job. Oh, oh. Just then a little girl came Not by. Really this part. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read Go ahead. A yep. Do your thing. Go ahead. Oh, please don't cry, she said. Perhaps you'd like a nice a sticky, sticky bandage for your head. Good. What a good idea, said Zog. Then up and high he flew. His band-aid gleaming pinkly as he zigzagged through the, the blue. Good. I'm not really going to do You're doing great, baby. A year went by, and in year two, the dragons learned to... Roar! More, said Madam Dragon. Louder, I implore. Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own, and you'll all be champion roars by the time you're fully grown. Zog went off to... Practice. He roared with fearsome force. He kept it up for hours on end, but then his throat grew sore. Hoarse. Just then the girl came by again. She said, Oh, what rotten luck. Perhaps you'd like a nice soothing peppermint to suck. What a good idea, said Zog. Then up and off he flew. And breathing fumes of peppermint, he zigzagged through the blue. Good. A year went by, and in year three, the dragons learned to blow. No, said Madam Dragon. Breathe out fire, not snow. 
Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own, and you'll all be breathing bonfires by the time you're fully grown. Good. Zog went off to practice. He blew with all his might. He twirled around in triumph, and then his wingtip caught a light. <laughs> Just then, the girl came by again. She said, "You poor old thing. Perhaps you'd like a nice stretchy bandage for your." Wing. <laughs> what a good idea," said Zog. Then up and off he, his bandage flapping wildly as he zigzagged through. Blue. Good. I don't want to keep saying that. All the year four dragons were learning. Can you guess? Yes," said Madame Dragon. "How to capture a princess? Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own. You'll need to capture hundreds by the time you're fully grown." Zog went off to practice. He tried and tried and tried, but he simply couldn't manage. I'm no good at this, he cried. I'll never win a golden star. But just then he saw the girl. Perhaps, she said, you'd like to capture me. I am Princess Pearl. What a good idea, said Zog. Then up and off they flew. The princess gripping tightly as they zigzagged through the blue. Ah," said Madame Dragon, "our first princess so far. Congratulations, Zog, my dear! You've won a golden star." Zog was proud and happy, and Pearl felt good as well. Hey, Ma. Yeah. I think Zog's dad is the green big one. You think that so? One. Yeah, it looks like it could be, huh? Yeah, or his mom, or it's his mom. Pearl. She took the dragon's temperatures and nursed them when they fell.、Mm. A year went by, and in year five, the dragons learned to fight. Right," said Madame Dragon. "Here comes a real-life knight." Up spoke the knight. "My name," he said, "is Gadabout the Great. I've come to rescue Princess Pearl, and I hope I'm not too late." Zog breathed fire and beat his wings. "You can't! She's mine!" he roared. "Oh no, she's not!" yelled Gadabout and waved his trusty sword. The other dragons crowded round and watched them all agog. Who was going to win the fight, Sir Gadabout or Zog? I already know. <laughs> Then Princess Pearl stepped forward, crying, "Stop, you silly chumps! The world's already far too full of cuts and burns and bumps. Don't rescue me! I won't go back to being a princess and prancing around the palace in a silly frilly dress. I want to be a doctor and travel here and there, listening to people's chest and giving them my care." Oh. Me too! Exclaimed the knight and took his helmet off his head. I'd rather wear a nice twisty stethoscope, he said. Perhaps, princess, you'll train me up. And Pearl replied, "Of course, but I don't see how the two of us could fit upon your horse." Then Zog said, "Flying doctors, I'd love to join the crew. If you'll let me be your ambulance, then I can carry you." Bravo," said Madame Dragon. "An excellent career!" And all the Year Five dragons gave a loud, resounding cheer. "Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray!" Then Madame Dragon told the horse, "I really hope you'll stay. I'll let you be my pupil's pets, and I'll feed you lots of hay." What a good idea," said Zog. Then up and off he flew. The flying doctors waving. 
as they zigzagged through yeah. the blue. The end. Ah, that's a good one. So Zog trains the whole time to be able to get his gold star. He ends up rescuing a princess who actually wants to be a doctor. Hey, look, Stickman. Oh, there's Stickman. Yep, there's a picture of Stickman on the back. That's one of our favorite books. We need yeah. to buy that one. And Julie O'Donnellson. I don't know. Yeah, she wrote that one too. She's the same author, huh? And also the same author as Room on the Broom. And that one was a gold star for Zog. We hope you enjoyed. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.